of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Every 40 seconds, someone in this country has a stroke. Every three and a half minutes, someone dies of a stroke. Every year in the United States, more than 795,000 people have a stroke. That's almost three times the population of Lincoln. Stroke protocol is clearly included in Lincoln Fire and Rescue's 90-page paramedic treatment protocol. We'll talk about that today. In particular, we'll pick out page 47, the stroke signs and symptoms. Our experts on Lincoln Live today, Nancy Christ, captain of uh, Lincoln Fire and Rescue, and public information officer, good person all around. Hi there, Nancy. Good morning. And we are joined by Hannah Belden. Hannah is Stroke Program Coordinator at CHI St. Elizabeth. Hannah, good morning. Good morning. Uh, It wasn't by coincidence that this morning before we started talking together, I heard at least three calls on the emergency radio system could have been four it just seemed like it was one right after calls for stroke in other words the initial call coming in to dispatch dispatch determined it sounded enough sounded enough like a stroke that it was a call for a stroke and so at least three times maybe four or more this morning nancy there were already calls for a stroke paramedic uh service in lincoln yep you know um So often uh, they may meet that criteria that looks like a stroke or the the questions they ask lead them to believe that that might be the worst case scenario. So they'll dispatch it as a possible stroke. And then once Lake and Fire and Rescue gets there, we will do a complete assessment and determine if it's actually a stroke or if it's another illness that sometimes mimics a stroke like a low blood sugar or maybe a drug overdose um, or, uh, you know, heat or cold uh, emergencies uh, sometimes mimic those same symptoms. So Lincoln Fire gets there, as you know, uh, any one of our engines uh, with a paramedic on board gets uh, to the scene within three to four minutes. So we can really get that ball rolling in the event that they meet the criteria to be called a stroke alert. All right. So the paramedics, the EMTs are are in the field. They're on the scene. We'll go back to that protocol. But Hannah, I want to bring you into the conversation here and describe what happens. Nancy said there are different types or there can be signs of a stroke that really aren't a stroke. So take us through some of those options. What happens when a person is experiencing a true stroke? Sure. So um, the physiology of having a stroke is a disruption in the blood flow that's feeding your brain. So we know the brain is the powerhouse of everything that your body needs to do to function. So when we have disruptions to some of those blood vessels, it'll it'll show in different areas of the body. Um, There's different reasons that you can have a disruption in those blood vessels. Most commonly, someone suffering from a stroke has a clot in a blood vessel, and we call that an ischemic stroke. So there's there's a blood 
blockage in that blood vessel, much like a heart attack. Um, you can also have a leakage of the blood out of the blood vessel. And this is a hemorrhagic or a, or a bleed type stroke. Um, but both of those events are causing the blood to not get to where they need to get into the brain and potentially causing damage and loss of function of that brain. Ischemic, and correct me if I'm mispronouncing that, the ischemic stroke? Yeah, ischemic. Uh-huh. Ischemic, thank you. Nine out of every 10 strokes. Yes, definitely that, 80% of, stroke, of our strokes. Which is a blood flow blockage to the brain, to simplify it. Correct. Nancy, your crew pulls up. They assess the scene. I've been there for calls, and it's just amazing. Everyone has an assignment. Everyone is calm. Everyone takes care of business. You have an assignment. You know what to do. You know how long it takes to do it. All right, you're inside. You're assessing the person. What does EMT and paramedics do? Well, you know, I want to point out, sometimes on these high-acuity calls, it can be very overwhelming for the patient and for the family members. So just know that when we come in, like you said, everybody has a job to do. And so we kind of rush in just like a, you know, a, a mad crew and we start all doing our thing. So what happens with um, the, specifically the, the paramedic, um, and it can be an EMT absolutely that, that asks these questions as well, but we wanna know when the symptoms started, we will do a stroke scale test, um, Cincinnati stroke scale, and that's checking for facial drooping, um, arm weakness or arm drift is what we call it, and then speech abnormalities. You know, we used to say slurred speech, but now we really want people to think about any kind of abnormality when it comes to speech, the inability to speak or just abnormal sounding speech uh, for that patient. And then again, um, time is brain. So we think of that FAST acronym, the facial droop, arm weakness, speech difficulties, and then time of onset and the importance of that, that time frame um, to, to get a patient to the hospital. So we'll come in, do that assessment. We'll check for a blood glucose. We'll put the cardiac monitor on, um, sometimes oxygen if their um, O2 sats are low. Um, and then we'll start making a decision to get the patient moved to the, to the ER. We'll call that a stroke alert, um, which are key words to the hospital that mean they're gonna be ready with a neurologist with their stroke team. And that patient's gonna have the ability to go directly back to the CT scanner. All right, Hannah, that's where you come in. You hear those words as you're uh, listening to the transmissions back and forth. What kicks in at the hospital? Yeah, so that encode from uh, EMS is is critical to our performance in the emergency department. We will get all of our teams on board by an overhead page system when EMS calls us. So the whole house gets informed that we're bringing in a stroke. We have different categories of strokes depending on when their onset of symptoms started. Our treatment opportunities uh, vary a little bit. Uh, we have to work pretty quickly. So a level one stroke would be the highest acuity and eligible for all that we can do for them. So that tells our pharmacy to be ready, our CT to be ready, our ICU to be ready, um, and all of our ER teams to be ready. Uh, we'll clear the CT tables like uh, Nancy mentioned so we can get that patient straight to the CT scanner because we need to look in that brain, look at those x-rays to see what we can do for that patient. Uh, so yeah, we, we get the whole house activated before fire ever gets there. And I want to emphasize to listeners, this is what happens in Lincoln every single day, time and time and time again. And I don't want that to be lost in the commonality that it might sound, because this doesn't happen in every city 
large or small across the country. This is fairly unique. And Nancy, you're you're nodding. Yes, you agree, because, you know, you get your hands dirty with this. Talk about and Hannah jump into from from an EMS and a paramedic standpoint. Talk about how this is different, Nancy. Well, you know, we really have done a pretty good job at talking about our cardiac arrest numbers. And we really have focused a lot on those cardiac arrest numbers. And I feel like, you know, the stroke uh, piece has, uh, has been a little bit lost or maybe a little bit behind in, in that. So I, I think that, you know, we're excited because again, it's that same collaboration with EMS, with the hospitals that we, we, we work with, you know, on a daily basis, uh, collaborating and coming up with this system that is just ideal and in the best interest of those patients and community members. Hanna, what got my attention is you say they come straight from the ambulance to the TT, CT scanner. There's no uh, waiting in the lobby. There's no filling out of paperwork. There are no seconds lost. You, and that's fairly uncommon across the country. Yes, that that is our goal um, to save as many literal seconds and minutes that we can. We know that 1.9 million brain cells die a minute during a stroke. So we are definitely racing the clock um, and we really bring that care you know, to the patient. We bring registration to the patient. Um, we want it to not interrupt their their workup at all. We call these time critical diagnoses and facilities that do it really well. Um, people will describe it as a ballet to see it in motion. Everybody just knows their roles and they, they flow into it seamlessly. Let's point out too that all strokes aren't fatal. I mentioned that a high number of people die from strokes. Every three and a half minutes someone dies of a stroke. Uh, they aren't all fatal and the sooner they can get into an emergency situation at a medical facility, the less likely they are to die. You know, I, I think that the key piece here is if, if you, there's symptoms such as what we have described, call 911. Don't try to guess. Don't try to, um, you know, to work through it. Uh, call 911. Let us get there. Let us do an evaluation and assessment and get you to the hospital for that definitive care that, that Hannah speaks of. I know Nebraskans like to brag about being tough, but don't be tough on this one. <laughs> don't don't, don't right. talk. Are you are you both in agreement here? Don't talk yeah, yourself yeah. out of it. <laughs> don't delay it. Have someone drive you. Call, have someone call nine one one. Right. Right. Definitely. And before we leave, Nancy, I also want to broaden the props out. Uh, Lincoln Police Department too uh, have have a knowledge base to be able to assist if they arrive on scene early. Yep, that's exactly right. That they are an important cog in our in our system. Um, you know, they oftentimes because they're mobile, they often will get to a patient um, sooner than we will, and they may even relay some information back to dispatch, and dispatch is going to let us know what's what's what the updated information is. So they are absolutely key critical. You know, they we have numerous police officers that has help, have helped with cardiac arrest saves. Um, starting bystander CPR, they give Narcan in the field. I mean, they are truly a, a partner in, in all of this. Hannah, leave us with the, the warning signs, the F-A-S-T. Right. So we use the F in FAST for a facial weakness or a facial droop. 
uh, we use the A for an arm weakness or also for an asymmetry. So you can see that asymmetry in the face or in the limbs. Uh, S we use for speech. Uh, like Nancy mentioned, slurred speech is what we commonly think of, but also just inability to express oneself or confusion uh, in their speech can be a sign. And then that T is really for the time piece. We want to know quickly when you have those symptoms so we can care for you quickly. And undoubtedly, before the end of this day, I will hear more calls for strokes, won't I, Nancy? It, it, yeah, it happens yeah. multiple times a day in our growing city. Nancy, good to talk to you again. Thank you. Always. From Lincoln Fire and Rescue, Captain Nancy Christ. And Hannah, thank you for all the good work that you and your colleagues do in medical facilities here in Lincoln. Thank you. Hannah Belden, Stroke Program Coordinator at CHI St. Elizabeth. That's our conversation today on Lincoln Live.